0: Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have an incredibly special guest on, Mr. Don Hobbs, the president of Success Enterprises. This guy is, well, you guys just wait. <laughs> you wanna hear this and share this thing out. Share it out immediately. Thank you so much. We'll see you in a second. And we're back. Let me bring Don on. Don, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dan. Nice to be here finally. I'm excited to (laughs) have you here. (laughs) So, um, wow, I don't even know where to start with you, man. You are, you, you are connected to. I I thought I was connected. You know, I'm friends with Mark Victor Hansen. Right, right. So are you? But see, you've had dinner with them. I haven't yet. So um but yeah so so let's let's start with um you know i i started this show about it was a little over 3 years ago and and it was to help people have a a breakthrough in in life and so that's what this is about sorry i had to block a spammer on the on the comments real quick um <clears throat> so you know, I like to, I think, Don, I think that we, we grow and have breakthroughs in life when we hear how other people did it, right? Yep. yep. And, 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 you know, I think that your story is going to be incredible. So why don't we start with telling everybody where you were born and raised? Well, I'm a Southern California boy. Really? We're going to go that far back. Let's do it. From, <laughs> yeah. Four, four seven
1: years ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was what?
1: I said four score and seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh so I was uh I'm a Southern California boy born in El Monte, California, uh which is um it wasn't the other side of the tracks or the wrong side of the tracks it was right near the tracks but it was it was it was not exactly the uh the most opulent upbringing. Uh my my mom and dad uh, were great parents and uh yet they uh, went through a divorce at some point in time and And that created, of course, its own adventure. Uh, My dad and I were not close. I say that because it'll it'll become important to uh, the story at some point when I continue that. And that I didn't have a a strong male figure in my life. Um, uh, But, you know, what was real fortunate for me was um, I got a chance at a very early age, uh, 18 years old. We had moved to Orange County by that time, which may not mean much to many of your listeners. But it's it's a very different world. It was a, a big jump. And, um, I got a chance to, uh, be invited to go see Jim Rohn speak. And that's where a lot of my, uh, my personal growth, that's where, that's where the Mark Victor Hanson's came in. That's where a lot of that stuff happened. Uh, but you know, I was a good student had a, an interesting career path and I was actually a professional trap shooter. I used to be the pro at the trap and skeet range. Um, so uh, hardly anybody knows that Ken. And, uh, that's one of those things that I intended to be in the Olympics and, and, wow. uh, you know, I was planning on being in the military because that was a great way to get into the Olympics. And that was back in the day when the Olympics was really the amateur sporting world. And uh, I had to maintain my purity and I'd won so many tournaments and was leaving all this purse money on the table. And I finally said, no, I've got to I got to make the money. And, of course, short sighted it at, at 14 <laughs> and 15 and 16 years old that I would you know, not see the future. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I made the decision to not do uh, amateur and, uh, and go wow. pro and then became a pro and whatever. But then, you know, when I met Roan, it was a, a big change for me. That was, I, I was not in that space. I had never been exposed to anything like that. And
0: so, but, so you moved
1: from what, what was the original town? El Monte. It's a part of El, LA. Yeah, it's a part okay. of Los Angeles. And then yep. you
0: move to Orange County. Now I have friends in Orange County and and um it's it's sounds like it's I've never been there, but it sounds like it's a, a and a more affluent area. Yeah. Little, okay. It's a
1: magical place. Orange County's got a beautiful, uh uh beautiful way about it, and it's right on the ocean. Oh, this yeah. is LA, you know, you yeah. can also get to the ocean, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a Laguna beach. Some of the most, most famous, you know, beaches of the world are, are there. And so, uh, yeah, that's where we moved.
0: And so, so how, and, and at what age did you, did you hear Jim Rohn speak for the first time? 18.
1: So, you know, I had, I had bought a, bought a home and I had moved a condo. I bought a condo at 18. Yeah. Wow. Had moved away. And my mom called me one night and said, Hey, I've got, uh, I, I ran into a guy. I went to a seminar and and he, rem- he, here's the classic line. He reminds me of you. So that
0: <laughs> that's awesome. That's not a bad person to be reminded. of, like, <laughs> right? like, Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it, she did, compared
0: to Jim Rohn all I, the time.
1: Yeah. So she, I reminded her of, of him uh, or something yeah. like that anyway. Uh, so I uh, ended up going to see him the next month. And of course, you know, this was, Again, coming from small town, um, going into the West and South Coast Plaza Hotel, these chandeliers, and all that stuff. Thousand people seeing Jim Rohn. It was pretty magical stuff. I mean, it was very impressionable for me. You know, it was I'm a sure. really impressionable time. So, so,
0: so what you were? How old were you then during that transitional period? Were you 18, still 18. in your teens? Yeah, eighteen. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I mean, when you moved to Orange County, was it? Oh, it, it was uh, sixteen. Okay, so it, it, did you, because I came from a divorced family too, yep. um, I decided that I would um, push every possible limit that there was when I was a teenager, awesome. and uh, as a result, I may or may not have ended up in a little bit of trouble, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but we won't talk about that, but so so <laughs> did you find, did you- That's were, where it all started, huh, Ken? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, that explains yeah.
1: a lot, actually. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So I had to study. Yeah. Anyway. So, so you, you, um, did you, did you get, uh, as a kid, was there any, um, did you find yourself in any trouble? Did you do anything that like people are like, nah, don't do that, Don? Yeah. I, I, not so much. I was,
1: uh, I wasn't a, a perfect kid. Uh, mom found out later some of the stuff that I did, you know, when, but, but I was not the, um, uh, you were not expected of me. It was one of those things where I experimented like kids do, uh, did things that I probably shouldn't have. And yet, you know, it's all part of growth and learning and, yeah. and growing up. Right. And, and so later I was able to say, remember that time? When did you yeah. know that? <laughs> that was me, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but no, for the most part, I was a, a good student, uh, uh, you know, pretty much a straight A student and really worked my wow. butt off and and That's had a awesome. good work ethic and all that. So did you go to college? I didn't. I stepped on to a junior college. I had uh, scholarships to University <laughs> of Irvine, UCI Irvine, um, and also Stanford University. And I decided not to go. And part of it was I already loved what I was doing and being, you know, kind of in that pro world and thinking that was going to be my future and, and all of that. And then, uh, you know, when I met Roan, I thought okay I'll go back cuz he said personal development, you know, you need to grow and learn and whatever and I went back to school. And I think I was there for like a total of like 3 weeks and I was like, screw it, I ain't doing this. I I got, I got money to make and business to do and stuff right. to, you know, it was it was just
0: not it was not me. And, Which is and, and you had your own condo though at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And- that's impressive. Years. Most 18-year-olds aren't out buying their
1: own house. Yeah, well, it was uh it was it was a good time. It was an interesting yeah. time, and and real estate was on the rise, and yeah. and uh, you know it was a good time to do that. So,
0: so so at, so you met Jim Roan. You, well, you went and saw Jim speak. Did you meet him that night? I did. I walked right up to him at the first break,
1: and uh, I think wow. I said something, you know, that something obvious, like you know, I want to be you or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly, but he was he was kind. He was uh, you know cordial but i remember i didn't want to be there a funny thing is it was a saturday night so it kind of was a date night wrecking my my social and uh so for me to go to a seminar oh my gosh that was not what i had intended but by the time i got through uh the first break i was like wow this guy's incredible and so i walked right up to him and i said i i want to do what you do and i want to be you i it was probably some something silly like that yeah. i want to be you and and uh he was gracious and and you know that was the end of that. And then I I bought everything that he sold. I mean, they had a leadership weekend at a ranch up in Northern California and his tape, his cassette programs, and you know, all the stuff yeah. that was of the era. And I bought all of it, which was, you know, a lot of money for me. I mean, it was a lot of money for me. Um, and uh when I got to that program, that that weekend leadership, there's only 50 people, not a thousand, right? It was only 50 people, 1, 000, right? only wow. 50 people at this ranch and uh, getting to spend that much time with him and feeling that really close connection. And I'll tell you, I, I'm back to my dad, not being in my life. Um, I Roan was like my father figure. I mean, it was instant for me. It was almost like, this is the guy that should have been my dad. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. um, so I, I said to him that, that day, that, that weekend, I said, how do I work for you? And he sent me wow. back to see a guy. And, and that was the beginning of a lot. So,
0: wow. So you, you, so you went to work for him at that point? Yeah. 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 Doing what? Selling,
1: uh, selling tickets to his programs. They, they were filling rooms. Like I was in the thousand people had uh, a incredible story for those of us that would are kind of in this industry. You know, it's crazy if you think about this. So this is 1976 and seven. They were putting a thousand people in a room, 10 different rooms in California every month.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: 10,000 people live and in person every single month in California for years. I mean, that was probably three, four years before it, it started to slow down at all. And we broke the company up in different parts. And, and you know, a funny another funny part to that, and you may yeah. remember this, I, I think we've talked about it, but I was uh, with Jim about three or four months and this big gawky kid came to one of the then programs, the evening programs like I'd been at, and uh, it was Tony Robbins. So he was seventeen, and so he came to work for the company uh, a couple months later, and um, and we also had another guy there, and I forget the exact how he would fit in, but I remember meeting him then, and he was around Roan, and he was around another guy that had been part of Roan's past, Um, and his name was Mark Hughes, and he went on to become the founder of Verbal Life. So we were all, and he was nineteen. I think we were all. So you
0: know, you know, Larry and Taylor. I know Larry and Taylor, Taylor, quite well. Yeah. I, I, they're clients and friends and dear friends of mine. I love them. Yeah. Well,
1: of course I met wow. them. I actually met them though. I knew of him, but I only met him through our buddy Kyle.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. So you, uh, wow, man. Okay. So 1976 you're working, you're working <laughs> you're reminding for, me. dude. <laughs> let's see. I was eight. Um <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go there, but so so, so I never did like, then, you. I never did you, like you I never did like you
1: I never did like you
0: wow, you're like this interview is over um, so 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 you wow, so Tony, you worked with Tony Robbins at Jim Roon at wow
1: so eventually he ended up we were both salespeople in Jim's companies and then eventually. When it kind of split up into different parts, we I, I kind of changed the name and all of that. Tony ran Los Angeles and became the regional guy up there. I was running Orange County, and we had uh, I think there was five partners with Jim and another president, and that was uh, that was some years into it. But yeah, that was real exciting times. And of course, you know, Tony was uh, not the Tony Robbins we know exactly, but man, you could—he certainly had the traits of Great, the guy yeah. that does it, right? Yeah, that
0: man. So. He's, he's, he's a quiet fellow, isn't he? <laughs> I'm just,
1: <laughs> he's, he's, I'm looking at you going what I, I don't
0: know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I hear the long, words long in the wrong town that I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, wow. So what was it like for you? Um, cause that had to be your first sales job, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, what was that like i mean jim Rohn obviously wasn't who we know now like i mean what was it like he had i I wouldn't say he was a no name but he he wasn't a well-known name (laughs) really so how how difficult was that selling a thousand people on coming to an event to listen to a, a very philosophical guy
1: yeah, so it it became easier and easier. Clearly, the the, the responsibility for the first years of uh, failing and flailing was mine. Um, you know, I wasn't good. I mean, you know, I, was, I was young, and I was speaking to groups that were twice my age, three times my age, you know, going and doing... Uh, presentations. I'd never spoken in front of people. I mean, there was so many elements that were, it was all new. I mean, the whole yeah. thing was freaking new, right? And, yeah. and yeah. so I, I flailed. I mean, I, I really did flail. And fortunately for me, I'd done well enough in the other career that I had a few assets. I mean, I, we laugh and go, you know, most of what I was selling during that time was my furniture and gold jewelry I had and, you know, guns that I had horse traded and all that stuff. So right. I, I had to liquidate pretty much everything in my life to to keep it afloat. But, you know, I'll tell you, I was, I was a couple of years in and funny story because my mom, you know, is still with us and, yeah. and she attends almost everything. If I do a zoom thing and there's, you know, 500 people, she's there, you know, she's watching wow. everything. And, um, that's awesome. But she, uh, you know, and she forgets this part, but I, I have reminded her a few times that, you know, she was getting all the nasty grams because she was my permanent address uh, her address was my permanent address. When I moved, a lot of the stuff didn't move my car loan, all that stuff. So when I was not paying bills, she was getting the call. She was getting the nasty grams and all that stuff. So I remember her calling me going, I think you need to get a job. And you know, it wasn't, it it wasn't a great time. It was hard. And I remember saying to her that, you know, it's, it was hard enough keeping my, my own head straight and my own mindset in the right place attitude in the right place but i didn't want to have to fight over that i didn't need that kind of discouragement i said like i just won't be able to hang around with you as much i mean i just need some space to like make this work and i also wow. knew ken you know, i also knew that at that age 18 19 20 that i had so little in the way of like global worldly commit uh, commitments that if i was ever going to fail now's the good time yeah later, ain't so easy to switch when you got, you know, family and commitments and big houses and whatever else. So I, I just kind of knew it was the right time for me to do that. I was very committed to it and, and uh, flailed and failed until
0: it worked. There's nothing quite like coming home to the electric being turned off. (laughs) I don't know if you ever I've had that happen in my life and it's I
1: threat. I've had the threat many, many times. The, yeah. the, the pink, the pink uh oh, yeah. notice, right? The pink notice. So all the
0: neighbors see it too. It's like, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. So so um so you eventually it it started clicking though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And so I think it was then. I feel like I'm getting feedback. Are you getting that feedback?
0: No, it happens once in a while though. Okay. I'm sorry. Um,
1: That's okay. I just want to make sure that it's not interfering with your, um, with this, uh, enterprise of yours. Um, no, No. you know, I, I think it was probably in my 20th year or 21st year. I don't mean with Jim Rohn. I mean, uh, 21 years old, somewhere in there. Um, I, I went from nothing to big. I mean, like it was just, it clicked. It made sense. Yeah. I I built up those skills, the speaking, all of it started to make sense. I was getting bigger exposure, connections were getting me to better places, bigger groups, more sales. And and I'm that year, whatever year it was, it was in that range. I, I made six figures for the first time. And I went from like literally, I would say starving, probably making 15, 13, 14, $15,000 a year to six figures in one year. And I remember Roan saying, you know, he used to have a, a funny way of saying stuff, but good on you, Don Donald, good on you, Donald. And, um, and he, his urging Ken, which was really interesting. It becomes part of my teaching in my programs now. And that was now that you figured out how to do that, go do it in less time. And it was, you mm-hmm. know, now that you figure out the process, just shorten the span of time, just compress time and go make twice as much, go make four times as much. I mean, just now that you figured that out, go do
0: it right. Duplicate the process somehow. Right. Yeah. So that was pretty wise stuff from the man himself. That's incredibly wise, man. I I think, um, I don't think I've ever even heard anybody say that. So that that's, that's pretty wise. So you, so you, and this is still in the late seventies at this point, probably 80, 80
1: and 79, 80, 81, something like that.
0: Look who just joined us! Oh, look at that, J Mo. J Mo. J Mo is in the house. She. I hope she shares this out. So, um, and I know she did. She. She already texted me and said she would. So, um, all right. So you here. You are now. You're making six figures. You're still working for Jim Roan at that yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's in the early '80s ish. Um, where did things go from there for you?
1: Um, well, I, I, I stayed with Jim for a number of years. I think in my sixth year, I became the president of his company and we did that for a couple years. And then, um, unfortunately, you know, he married a, a gal and, and she and I've talked it out since then, but she, he, she, he married a gal that kind of wanted to control, uh, what we seemed to control during the day. And I didn't, you know, I, I actually have confessed to it. I, I was emotionally inequipped or unequipped to, to deal with it to have the conversation the hard conversation but we would make decisions in the day he would go home next day he'd come back and said i've been thinking And i was like you haven't been thinking i think you're thinking you know we and i i anyway I, I resigned i i didn't know what to do with it i didn't know how to get around it and it felt like that was going to last forever and of course it lasted two years and then they were divorced i should have stuck around but anyway it didn't work out that way and uh, uh i'm i'm kidding because of course that door that opening for me
0: was big time um, hey guys We have dogs. We have big, big dogs too. So, so you, um, you resigned as president of the company yeah, and, um, didn't have a plan by the way. (laughs) I've been there so many times, man. Didn't
1: have a plan. It was just, I I can't be here. So I got to be somewhere else, wherever that somewhere else is.
0: So what did you do?
1: So I had a, a friend who was a roommate, actually a roommate at the time. And had been with Jim Rohn, and uh, a guy who it had had asked me to uh, good job, JMO, uh, had asked me to um, hire him at Rohn's company, and then Rohn asked me to fire him at some point. So now he's my fired roommate, which is a bad oh, combination. Geez.
0: No.
1: <laughs> Uh and and I went I went to Greg and I said listen I I've got this idea for uh doing something by myself but I I think you'd be a great partner and I I think back to it so often now and if you I don't know who your you know your most obvious listeners are but very often when we start something it's like hey I don't know what I'm doing do you want to join me and and not know what we're doing together I mean do you want it's like misery loves company there's something in there about you know I don't we can flail together, you know. And I invited him into that and we started a company. And we knew we didn't want to be Tommy Hopkins and we knew we didn't want to be Jim Rohn and we, we didn't want to be, you know, um, Zig Ziglar. We didn't want to duplicate, but we had to figure out something that was going to yeah. be unique. And I had a following because of my position where I'd been, had a group of people who admired me, liked me, followed me.
0: And this is pre social media. Oh, when yeah, you, yeah, they, yeah. I no, mean, course- the only way you got people to like it was on the phone or through regular mail. (laughs) Right. No, I
1: said, I I was telling somebody the other day, I was laughing saying, no social media for us was we would, uh, cause Ron and I traveled the country together around the world doing stuff for network marketing groups and speeches, corporate speeches. And, and I, I, we flew to, you know, I'd fly to Cleveland and speak to 500 people and go, Hey, if you liked it, we're coming back in a year. Tell somebody, you know, that was, that was (laughs) social media. Right. Right. Uh, (laughs) So we didn't have the advantages. Um, you know, that was, um, that was a really interesting beginning because we didn't, as you know, as so often said, I mean, even Stephen Covey begin with the end in mind. That's a great thought. I didn't have that thought. It Gosh. was, I've got a job. I got to go make some money. I got to figure out what to do. I have some skills, Yeah, you know, I got to do something with that. And we just started marching forward, hoping people would show up to our programs. I knew how to fill rooms. That part, I knew that was good. Uh, I didn't know how to deliver on the other side because, you know, carrying somebody for a 40 minute presentation in a group was very different than uh, holding down and having people be, you know, enthralled for a day or two or three or whatever that turned out to be. Eventually we ended up with three day programs, but we built a program around realtors. And that was, uh, that was actually for me, probably uh, the biggest fame. If I had fame ever was we got really known well in that real estate uh, niche, and, uh, built a unique, uh, world around personal branding and marketing. And, and in the real estate space, you know, we, the, the pitch was, it's not good enough for me to call, Hey Kyle,
0: uh, Kyle here for us
1: to, um, not enough for us to, um, call your century 21 office. I needed yeah. to call and ask for Ken Walls by name. If I didn't call and ask for Ken, Ken wasn't going to get the business. And so we we made a case for that and built a very strong case. And the industry flipped out and went, this is awesome. This is exactly what's been missing. We we didn't understand that it was our business within somebody else's franchise system or whatever and so we wow. we built a huge following became the biggest trainers in that space uh and did that for many many years so that and was, was it
0: were you like uh, captured to one one company or were no, you no we it was all yeah yeah in fact we uh we were labeled later
1: uh i forget what year but in the early 2000s we were called the the name to the 25 most influential people in real estate because we actually changed the industry entirely what we did had never been thought of had never been done before i used to laugh and go it's pretty much main street wall uh, not wall street but um madison avenue it was pretty much you know main street marketing thought just never applied in an industry which by the way is a great a great clue that if you have a uh, something that you know that you can bring to a new industry it's new to them and uh, that often makes the big difference
0: Wow. That's incredible. Okay. Now I got to think of something. You want to partner on it? Not knowing what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
1: sure. The lightning sure. struck once, man. I'm not counting on it happening again. <laughs> you know, honestly, there was, it was purely being, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a a good idea, a right idea that was in the right time frame in the right industry. But we also, we lucked into it, you know, we lucked into it. And then we were smart enough to figure out what to do with it. I mean, it's um, it's it's very interesting to find yourself in that place, looking back on it, and going, "How the heck do we do that?" That's um, incredible, though. Well, we from, and I, we were putting about sixty thousand people a year, sixty thousand realtors a year through our wow. programs, live and in person.
0: So it was kind of a big thing at one time. That's in, that's incredible, man. That's really incredible. So, so you um, you are the real estate trainer guy. Uh, yeah. Now uh,
1: one of them, I mean, now one of them, but at that time, yeah. Yeah, at that time we were kind of a big deal. Yeah. Wow. And it's old news now we've, I've, I've slept once or twice since then it's it's not happening.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So you, but you, I mean, cause now you're, you know, president of success enterprises, you're, which is success magazine, success.com, Jim Rohn.com, um, you know, all, all of these, these different um entities within, within that company, but how, what, I mean, it's, how did you get there, man? Like it, it, so you, you were doing the real estate training thing. How long did you do that? Where did, where did the transition occur? Uh, so I
1: retired, I retired. Um, and, 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 you know, I knew I wasn't done like retired, retired, but I was done. I was done with the partnership. I was done with, uh, the era. I was just done. Yeah. And it was it was also a challenging time, 2008 through 10, you know, kind of took the it was a gut kick and and uh, just, you know, fortunately had done pretty well and thought I could last through all of that. And of course, yeah. then uh, later went, oh, I didn't have quite as much money as I thought I did. So I had to go back and, and create something. And at that time, uh, bought into a real estate company that was uh, a few years, a guy by the name of Gary Keller, who. Um, some people would know as Keller Williams, other people would know him for a book he wrote called the one thing. And, uh, Gary and I had been friends for many years. Um, and he called me one day and said, Hey, I'm writing this book and I'd love for you to be my business partner on a company around that. So we built the certifications and the courses and the coaching and the, all the stuff around that book, which was a huge national international bestseller. Um, you know, a monster book. And then I've never never heard of him. yeah Yeah. well the the book has more fame than than gary because gary's only known in the real estate space really but but uh that piece was really great and he did a great job and and then um uh funny my the the girl that i'm in love with i mean allison is sitting right here right above me right now her (laughs) office is directly above mine is she watching uh, my allison yeah she's she might be watching i'm sharing it out um but she uh, had left that company, that Keller Williams company, and gone to a new company called EXP, which was really new at that time. And, um, and I was intrigued. But, of course, I was Gary Keller's partner, so not that intrigued. And we weren't dating. Well, I was trying. Desperately, I was trying to date her, but it wasn't working out for me. We <laughs> right. laugh now and call it the 150 first dates. Cause it was, it was a long talk about persistence, man. I, I, I had to struggle through that one, right? I'd, we'd go to fun places and I'd go home alone and we'd, I'd take her out to great dinners. I went over and cooked dinner, flaming dinner, and I'd still go home. And you know, it was <laughs> like, it just wasn't working for me. But um, eventually we uh, came together and the irony was that she was now with this competing real estate company who was beginning to take a lot of the top players from that organization and of course mm. i'm still gary keller's partner and we're living in the same house and uh you know a little bit like um a james carville and his wife uh a mary uh, what's her name Matt, Matland? yeah uh, you know a little bit like that we had the wow. republicans and the democrats in one house so wow. that was uh the deal but what was what was really the clincher and the answer to your question is uh, EXP has exploded on the scene. It's an innovative, incredible company and doing things that have never been done. And as a, a 40 year veteran of the industry, I'm just telling you, it's never been done. But what's really cool is that the founder, Glenn Sanford, who's the CEO of Success now, uh, he had seen that personal development was really the way that people, you know, you want to increase your income, you start at the human level, you start it with the person, yep. you develop the human, and um, he had bought Success Magazine for, at that time, like 20-some thousand agents, now 55,000 agents. And he was the largest client of Success. So when Success kind of came on the market, um, Stuart said to Glenn, hey, you'd be a great you know steward of this brand. And you probably know this, but it's a 124-year-old brand. Yeah, uh, So it's, it's- crazy it's it's remarkable right i mean it's it comes from a time and era when they didn't call it personal growth or personal development or self-improvement they called it uh what was the the um it wasn't uh magic it was um oh shoot uh, um I'll, I'll think of it. It'll pop in. Uh, but anyway, they had a special name for it. It was like new, a oh, new thought. It was new. Oh thought. yeah. 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 New yeah, thought new Thought movement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and of course through the years, Napoleon yeah. Hill has been part of this, uh, you know, some of the greats in the personal development space have all been part of success. So when Glenn called and said, Hey, you know, we got a chance to buy this and, and acquire and make it part of EXP, part of the parent company. Uh, would you be part of that with me? So now it's, you know, me and, the COO Ted Lots and and Glenn and our whole team that have been making this stuff happen, but that's how it all came together. It it was this long drawn out journey. Ironically, you mentioned something, and that is that Jim Rohn.com and our friend Kyle Wilson yeah. uh, that 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 sold all those assets to success, so that I would start with Jim Rohn and that at this time in my life that I would come back to having Jim Rohn.com and all of the IP uh, at our.
0: Fingertips. And you had nothing to do with that. No. No. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. I didn't even think about that until you just said it. full circle. That's crazy. Yeah, talk yeah. about meant to be holy, moly. yeah, so I'm so, so, so let's talk about um well and congratulations on finally closing the deal with with Allison. <laughs> Grant like Grant Cardone says he's like he says. Hey, it, it ain't stalking if it works. <laughs> you know? So, but, but, you know, I think that, is she, is she right there? I
1: I, I heard footsteps. We have our, our, uh, our, some team members here and oh, okay. uh, I wasn't sure if she was watching, but anyway, no, she's not
0: here. So, so, um, so EXP is, I mean, it's exploding. I know Grant and Elena just got involved. Um, Jennifer Moran is, is now with the yeah. XP. He's part of um, our team. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's exploding. Talk a little bit about if you don't mind. I mean, I would love to hear more about what, what makes EXP. Cause I have a lot of friends that are real estate agents and a lot of them are now with EXP, right? So what makes EXP, um, so much more special than than Remax or (laughs) I I I mean Remax is a pretty big company right we don't
1: don't have to we don't have to name all of them and you know listen my my friend uh, Keller was you know he was a trendsetter he created some big stuff before him Remax was the cutting edge company that was uh, far ahead of its time there's always that next what's next right yeah right and and EXP is that for sure. It's it's very much that. And I will say that uh, what the, the simplistic way of saying it, I could talk about a lot of things and most of your listeners probably don't care. But what I would say that's really amazing is that for the first time, what Glenn saw in his wisdom was it was a chance to finally do something in an industry where there was no retirement plan. You know, Real estate didn't have that. You sell houses and you sell houses and you close a deal and you're unemployed and you sell more houses, you're unemployed. And then one day you wake up and you're tired or you're old or you're dead. And, and there's almost no retirement parties, even from real estate. People just kind of do it till you can't do it anymore. And and he said, you know, there's got to be a better way. So he created a publicly traded company, created Shell, made it into a publicly traded company where all the agents are owners. So mm-hmm. that in itself was a game changer because for the first time in, in history, people are uh, experiencing ownership. And I mean, to the tunes of we have people that are, are, you know, their net worth is millions, a uh, hundred million or more because of the stock. Um, so realtors didn't have that opportunity. That's never happened. And then the second part was that he shared the revenues with the company and nobody had ever done that really. It was always about, you know, the most innovative company had a little profit share system and it didn't really amount to much. It was kind of uh, mailbox money. And, you know, you could buy a pair of shoes or have a dinner with yeah. what you might earn, but this was like massive. And we've got people that are making you know seven figures a month um in and exp sharing the revenue not even in their own commissions that means on top of their own commissions but in in building the company so it it has changed the game entirely and has made it uh, you know And glenn's glenn's i mean he's so wise he's so so smart and he he just said i want to build it so that there's it's the only obvious choice if you're if you're alive and you're and you're at all thoughtful about your family if you really care about what's going on at home and you want to provide yourself with the best possible opportunity there's no other choice and he's already made it that and it's just getting more so by the day we we have health insurance nobody else has health insurance we we just have so many things that make it like you know he just put a deep moat all around the outside goes nobody can get in it's it's ours so it's um it's a remarkable situation. Of course, adding success was one of those things. Our technology is some of that stuff. Uh, we have a platform which is a gaming platform, which people blow their minds when they see it. But uh, we have no corporate offices. We have no offices. We have it's a virtual company, but you can go into our offices as a as an avatar and a gaming platform and walk into corporate and talk to the people that you need to talk to at payment processing or brokers or whoever it is that you need to help from. And and they're sitting wherever they're sitting in the world and i'm in puerto rico and we can do our business from anywhere because we have that system and um when the pandemic hit it just amplified everything that was already great it just made it even more obvious because most people couldn't find their offices their their co-workers their brokers and everything for us was exactly as it had been the day before and um and just as just as easy right so i don't mean to diminish what has happened the last 15 months, but I'm just saying from a business point of view, we were unaffected in large part because of the system we operate. So anyway, long, long answer to um, a question you probably didn't want that long an answer. No,
0: that's a, that's a perfect answer. I, I, I love that. I, I, you know, I think that because a lot of people during the pandemic, when the lockdown first started, you know, a lot of people crumbled, and, and, and they, cause they, there's, they were so, their business was so concreted in, man, this is, I it's like, it was brick and mortar only. Like they didn't no, know what absolutely. else to do. And I had, I had, I had some people reaching out to me because I've been, you know, that's what I teach is, is online stuff. And, and I had some heavy hitters reaching out going, how do I do this? and What do I, do I do now? yeah like like, yeah so um and and again it's 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 something where that man that is so that's so forward in in the thinking like like creating this like he didn't you couldn't have anticipated a pandemic. No, no, but the
1: reason that we're being called the Amazon and, you know, this is like Wall Street stuff because we're traded on NASDAQ and it's a big deal. And, wow. and you know, when Allison got her first shares at 52 cents, it's now, I don't know what it is. I actually haven't looked for a week and a half, but it, let's say it's in the, in the twenty-nine $30 range, but that's after a split. So effectively a $60 price tag. And she was at 52 cents so you know what's what's interesting is that's what's happened in six years my friend in six Jeez. years it goes from agent 641 when she started to fifty five thousand agents and i i guess i would say this too that uh no we didn't respond to the pandemic it was already the thought but what people why they call it the amazon is because nobody saw that amazon would take out circus circuit city nobody saw that taxis would go away in large part or be tremendously impacted by uber nobody saw that airbnb was going to be a different way than what's gone on and that's what we are it's the interrupter and you know we're running our success operations you know there was it was a dallas-based corporation when we took it over now it's where is it it's in the cloud and we have office meetings and avatars get together and we have people now our employee base isn't dallas only our employee base is nationwide and i'm sure at some point will be international because we're not limited to the pool of talent that's in our own town around our bricks and mortar
0: operations. so everything changes dramatically that's- that's incredible, dude. I, I you know, that you mentioned, you mentioned like Amazon killing Circuit City. I, I, I literally had a party the day that Circuit City went bankrupt. <laughs> Is that bad? They were terrible with customer service, and I had one near my house, and they treated me like crap. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I you guys are gonna pay for this someday. And it was only a few years later.
1: <laughs> you did went it. bankrupt. You did it. I, I know. know how it, it works. Was
0: like you, anyway. Little, so... little
1: voodoo voodoo doll with it. His... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you're. Met. It's like Steve Martin from uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. You're messing with the wrong guy. You know. I was like, I, 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 I just think of, I, the problem is, is these companies, and and I think that you you'll agree. That these companies see this massive shift, and they go, you know what? If we just work harder and spend more advertising dollars and run more commercials with a beautiful balloon going up in the air, then, then, then you know, we'll get that market share back. Instead of going, how do we shift and do something similar?
1: The key is in, in in the real estate space, there's there's two customers. One is the realtor, because some realtor is going to make a decision about where they're going to take their business. And then yeah. there's the consumer. But the way that we get to the consumer is by getting the best agents who get to the lots of consumers. And they're the ones that are already doing a fabulous job and then get them to come and and play with us, right? So th- that's been our philosophy. And we've been able to uh, you know, bring the some of the very biggest agents in the world and and I just tell people if you're if you're close-minded, you're it's going to cost you a uh, fortune. I've known people that have walked away from millions over the last yeah. couple of years by just not being interested in listening because they're so devoted to uh, an old ideal. And things change. Things change. They and, do. Yeah, and you got to so, be, be able to shift, man. Yeah, I mean, reach out to, to if anybody wants to know about it, reach out to JMO. She's sitting here. Reach out to Allison. She's probably on this and and just get information because I'm, I'm telling you it's like it's a game changer i'm over on the success side really doing my thing but i can direct people if anybody needs help on that but if you've got listeners that are in real estate oh my gosh let's talk to them because they are they're they're sorely missing out on a, a future that yeah. they don't
0: know they could have another really good friend of mine and a client of mine is is Corey calvin he's he um he just, I know, signed up with. With, I mean, it's 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 crazy. I I think that um, anybody. I'm thinking of like how I'm gonna get my real estate license. Come now. on, come <laughs> on, bring it, bring it. Hey, listen, we got we have we have all of that
1: great stuff going on. And we have success that is just you know this iconic, this iconic property, if you will. And, and we've been in startup mode for the last six months, but I'm telling you, we're having so much fun with all these things that are hitting and, and all about impact on the world, positive impact on the world, impacting an industry, impacting the world. You know, we, we set a kind of a mission out to touch 2 billion people over the next eight years with success. We got some great things that are coming up. And I just love the big thinking of a guy like Glenn Sanford, who, who just knows that, you know, he's, his billions are taken care of. He's, he's giving, he just gives and gives and gives and creates and, and makes stuff yeah. for other people to have a better life. And that's been my vision and version for a long, long, long time since I was 18 years old and saw a guy named Jim Rohn. So
0: that, you know, it's cause like talking with um Larry Thompson, Larry, you know, spoke at Jim's funeral and, um, you know, and, and talking to Kyle and talking to you. I mean, I never got to meet Jim. I never got to see him speak live. It's like Zig Ziglar. I'm friends with all of his kids and Julie's a client of mine. And, and, but I never got to see Zig speak either. I didn't, I didn't make sure that I got to see Zig speak or Jim speak. Um, but it, it's, it's amazing to me because you literally like showed up and just worked with him every day. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, and 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 he's known as one of the, probably, in my opinion, one of the wisest men that has ever walked this planet.
1: He had a way, a very different way about him. And he was such, he was such a philosopher. Yeah, I mean, he just thought differently. You know, he just thought differently. He'd say something and you would go like, who says stuff like that? I mean, where did uh, that uh, come from? I mean, it was just so... Wise, he was like uh, the Socrates of the you know, the, yeah. he was like that in in our era, yeah. and um, you know, it's interesting because um when Jim did pass 11 years ago almost well, 11 and a half years ago um, and there was this giant celebration in um, Anaheim, uh, and you know, obviously thousands and thousands of people piled into the arena, and and there was a bunch of speakers there, right? And you wouldn't believe the names that we would all know who all said he was the guy that started me. He was the first guy I listened to. He was the one that, and you know, like everybody had a story it's and crazy, it, it was just literally nuts to see what that was like and the impact that he'd had and uh, to even be part of it. And, you know, you mentioned Kyle, Kyle and I had a, a fun, sweet, you know, time when I came to Texas, I lived, moved to Texas to join Gary in that project. And I said, guess who's living here now? And, and you know we hung out. Uh, he, he invited me for lunch, and I stayed until the next day, which I'm sure he was like, "Go home." But no, he invited me. <laughs> but it, you know, we I I said like I gotta go. It was like a three and a half hour drive, and he, I gotta go. And he goes, "What for?" And I go, "I don't I don't know." I'm, I, I, Allison wasn't in my life. I had nobody there. I was like, I don't know. He said, "Well, stay. Stay for dinner." And we just talked, but we, I remember we laughed and cried and told stories until I think it was like four o'clock in the morning. Wow. Because we both had different experiences with the same guy. It was like two different lifetimes with the same, uh, you know, if I use my analogy, dad, Yeah. what do you remember about him? Oh, I didn't know that. I never heard that story. I never heard that. You know, it was pretty remarkable. And this man was so impactful and specifically on those two lives,
0: but on, yeah. Yeah. Millions of others. Millions. I mean, now is reach, you know, if you just take Tony Robbins, Tony's impacted. I don't even know how many people it's insane. So, Jim's so pebble, what, what, Jim, Jim's pebble in the, in yeah, the, the ripples. Water, right, the ripple. yeah. yeah. And, and now here, here he is impacting me through you. So it's incredible. So I, I think, you know, um, one of the questions I like to ask, and and, and we can wrap this up pretty soon. I, I don't want to keep you all day, but um, one of the questions I like to ask is um, what, and, and this is based on your opinion, and I will give you full stage for this. What do you think holds people back in life from experiencing, number one, real financial success, and number two, real, true happiness, freedom?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. That's that's, that's deep and heavy. So I'll, t- I'll tell you what I think. First of all, I believe that it's the programming that we have. So everybody, you know, we, we're human. And while we were born into perfection, the reality is, at least as I see it, is we learned a limit, lack, you know, small. We learned that. it's a It's learned from parents. It's learned from teachers. I'm, I'm not knocking anybody. They're doing the best they can. But again, my parents came out of a generation, which the generation before that was the generation that went through the, uh, uh, the yes, the Great Depression. And so I think about financial thoughts, financial ideas, where they come from, and then it's passed on generational. But we've all got that, right? We've all got the, the family who believed a certain thing, and that's what we believe. And, and we've all got those limitations. So I think that's a huge part of it, Ken. I believe that We have to step out of that. And we've been taught to play small, think small, fit in, Mm. right? I was wearing a t-shirt yesterday and the t-shirt was that, that Apple thing about, the rebels, the, it's such a beautiful thing. I I don't have it to to share, but it was, you know, like who changes the world? It's the crazy, oh, the crazy ones. I think that's what it's called. You can look it up, right? The crazy ones. And, and we're not trained to be crazy. Yeah, like the crazy ones are crazy because they're not doing what everybody else does. And what everybody else does is kind of plays to the to the middle place to the average. And, you know, there's a beautiful I don't know if this is an ending, but it, it, for me, it could be. Um, I watched a movie. I'm a big sports fan. I used to have uh, season tickets for the Kobe and Shaq era of the Lakers. I was half court for their whole lifetime. And and yeah. then I, I built a Laker locker room in my house. And I had all the signed jerseys and shoes and wow you know, just crazy. I had a, a monster collection of stuff, but I, I'm a huge sports fan is my point. And I went to the movie called Coach Carter when it was at the theaters like, this is, I don't know, I'm guessing 10, 12, 14 years ago, whenever Coach Carter came out, true story. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's worth watching by far. It's one of the most important for values and, and just like learning real life, value. Right. And, and, um, at the end of it, I mean, I watched the whole movie, loved it. Oh my gosh, it was moving. It was energizing, you know, energizing. It was depressing. You see the, you know, the, these at risk youth kids in Oakland, California. And, and anyway, at the end, they've all been saved. They've won the championship. All things are good. It's a true story. And this kid stands up at the end and he said these words. Now I'm in the theater and I'm balling like a baby. And I mean, it was just so touching yeah. And I remember looking them up. I, I pulled my phone. And I Googled the words and I grabbed that much of it and said it was the inaugural speech of uh, Nelson Mandela back in 1993 when he became president of South Africa. And I was like, well, shoot, those are great words. Right. So I started I, I printed them out. I was going to my seminars, trainings, all the stuff I did. And I would share those words. And somebody said they're not his. They were done by um, Marianne Williamson in a book called A Return to Love. One of my favorite books, and and you you know the passage called "Our Deepest Fear," and that's yeah. what the words were, right? So yeah. I'm gonna I'll say this. Can I say this? Is this okay? Yes. Yeah. yeah please. So this was like a big deal to me. I I I do a lot of wrap up around this, but I think yeah. that this this is what the answer to your question is. Okay, because she said our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It's our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be gorgeous, talented, fabulous, and, uh, and uh, uh, brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Uh, actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. You're playing small, doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. Mm. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that's within us. It's not just in some of us. It's in every one of us. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our fears, our presence automatically liberates others. And can that to me, like when she, when when this kid said that, I didn't hear all of that. I, I yeah. caught pieces, right? But when I think about those words, I think, you know what? We play so freaking small. And we forget that we're watched. You know, our friend Jim Rohn, he said, you're either living your life as an example or as a warning.
0: Hmm. God,
1: that's so powerful, man. So I see that, you know, unfortunately, if we play small, we live our life as a warning. People go, don't, oh, yeah, whatever you do, don't do that. Like, let's take, we're to say, take a, a, a broke guy to lunch and figure out what he did wrong, right? I mean, ask him the questions because, <laughs> yeah. because you want to, you know, it's like, you want to learn from that. Yeah. But on the yeah. other side, we are, we are being watched and we're examples. We're a community example. Somebody sees how you play in the community, how you play in your neighborhood. Uh, like we're examples to our kids. We're examples, Yeah. And we're either playing up or we're playing down in sports. I used to play tennis. I used to try and play up because when I played up, I played better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My friend Chaz Wilson said when my when my peers, these people that I was reading their books and loved their stuff and they they were my peers. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if I could just hang with them and I would call them and go, hey, would you have lunch? Could I fly into town and buy you dinner? And they go, sure. Come on. Come on by. Do it. And he said when my when my when my mentors became my peers, my life
0: had completely changed. You're friends with Chaz. Yeah. That's whose event I just spoke at. <laughs> Chaz is one of my best friends in the world. That's well, crazy, I, I, man. I,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, we have a lot of common friends. I knew that, right? Going into That's this. That's crazy. Yeah. But, wow. but, but when he, he, remember, he in his five plus one book, right, he talks about yeah. the, the influence. Yeah. And the influence, right? So I think for all of us, uh, we forget who we really are. And what I really believe is in this land that we are creating, and and you sharing what you share and, and being the mentor that you are, the coach. I mean, you've touched so many lives. You you show people a better way, but along with that opportunity goes all this responsibility. And the responsibility is we have to get bigger and bigger and bigger and think bigger and and incorporate more people and bring more people into it and, and show them that they're they're the same, that they can do it too. That's yeah. that's our real mission that's what's got to be you know for us whether it starts with our kids at home or our spouse whatever at home uh kids and then and then ripples out from there but we we are the examples for people to follow if we're living that way we're good
0: examples otherwise we're becoming Roan's warnings I love uh, that, man. That's beautiful. So, so, so let, let me ask you this. This is, this is my final question for everybody. And I'm going to set it up by saying, you know, years ago, my wife and I opened our very first office and I had a handful of employees and there was this guy that worked for me. That was a big dude. And he comes walking into my office one day and he says, hey, uh, boss, there's there's some dude out in the parking lot looking in the windows of your SUV. And I'm like, dude, you're bigger than me. Go kick his butt or tell him what he like. He's like, well, he's got it blocked with a tow truck. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, no, no, God, no. And And so I remember, Don, that was like the most humiliating day of my life to wow. that moment. And, and you know, I think that in, in during the pandemic, a lot of people yeah. experienced Lost. unbelievable things. Lost. A friend of mine runs the suicide hotline for the state of Ohio, and he told me that the numbers had just skyrocketed. Suicides went up, everything. It was crazy. For the person who is at the end of their rope, Maybe they just had a car repoed. The electric's getting shut off tomorrow. They don't know what to do. They feel like they've tried everything. I love Tony Robbins a little bit on that. Really? Everything? But like, for the person that doesn't know which way to turn right now, and I think we've yeah. all been there, what do you say to them if they're listening right now? What do you say to that person to help get them over the hump to the next moment?
1: wow that's a tough one um i would say remember who you are remember the the truth of who you are not what's going on we're not we're not our stuff and we're not our you know circumstances right this second it's a moment i mean i've i've not only had the the um chain wrapped around the door so i couldn't get into my office without paying the rent um (laughs) i've i've had a car repossessed uh you know that this is just the now and it's not forever and it will pass that Read a book, find an inspiration. If they're listening to this, they're in a good place. I mean, this is, this is be like one of my favorite go, go here, watch this, listen to this. And uh, I think it's, you know, it's really just remember that you are capable of so much. And, and, you know, the, the, probably the thing we forget when we're in downtimes is that we've, we've had so many victories. We've won. Right in the in the yes. game of life, if we were you know looking at game, I'm a big basketball fan, as I said. So now we're in the playoffs, and you get 48 minutes. Hey, we're behind, but we're still playing, and it's not the final buzzer yet, and That's we've right. still got time, right? We've still got time on our side. I remember uh, watching the Lakers claw back against the Dallas Mavericks. Somebody will hate me for remembering this story, <laughs> but they were 32 points behind, and they came wow. back to win it. And, and I left the game cause I was like, oh, I ain't going to sit around for a slaughter like this. I missed the most exciting <sighs> game of all times, but I'm telling you that we're, we're never out. We're not done. Don't quit. It's you you don't fail until you quit. And there's no reason to quit. There's lots of greatness ahead and we've all got that greatness inside of us. And that's why I wanted to say that those Marianne Williamson words, because our deepest fear says like, we're, we're, we're playing small, but we don't need to. It's, our bigness is what's amazing, how big we can be. And I think for people to remember that can get a coach. I know that if you're struggling right now, it's not the time you're going to go, Hey, I need to sign up for a coach. But you know, coaching is a big thing. If you're, if you're struggling, if you really want to get to someplace different, uh, you know, we're doing some great work with that and and setting up coaching and coaching certifications. And, but I mean, if you really want something more than where you are right now, whether you're down, down, or whether you're just down or whether you're up and wanting more, you know, the answer is not that different. The only difference is the degree to which you have to reach down to your bootstraps and pull it up and go, you know, step into the step into my
0: greatness because we are, we were built for it. So you are um, an amazing human being, and I'm I'm very grateful that you invested the time with me and with the audience today. And I'd love to have you on a hundred more times. Well, if you invite me a
1: hundred times, I'm going to be here a hundred times. <laughs> uh, no, I I love this. I you know you and I didn't we knew of each other for a long time. Yeah, uh, but we didn't get a chance to meet till I don't know a few weeks back. And when we did, like, I, I was like. I like a, a a brother from a different mother. Like, I I love this guy, right? I knew we were going to hang out. So I'm glad we got to do this.
0: And thank I, you for I, inviting me to be hey, part of it. I, I'm grateful. And, and just to be clear, I would be a younger brother from. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. From from a different. By the way, not the same father, apparently, that Kyle and I had. Right. Different. Diff- different. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting very convoluted here.
0: Hey, can,
1: so can, can, uh, can I give them a reason or a way to to reach out, Ken, and make sure that they can be in touch? Can I? Yeah, just- and
0: I have your website scrolling across the bottom there. But um, yeah, Thank definitely. I, I was going to ask you, where can people find you, follow you? reach out to you. Yeah, so the easiest way would be through uh,
1: through email uh, would be one way. And of course, that's dangerous. My social media, actually, the real Don Hobbs on uh, Instagram for me personally. And if they're uh, interested in coaching or a coach, then you know we've got ways through success, uh, successcoachingcertification.com. Uh, come and play with us. We're, we're changing the industry dramatically. And uh, I'm really excited about that. So um, I, I feel like we've been given an opportunity of a lifetime to take something that was so important to so many people and make it bigger and better and give it back to them and give it to them in a bigger fashion. So uh, stay tuned to what success.com is doing and what we're doing in our communities and, and our achievers group. It's free. Just come in. It's our our social platform, the success achievers community. Um, Just like get around and we are just, come i mean just we're just open arms right now looking to help everybody who wants help including the person that you just asked about uh anything we can do we've got
0: resources and we want to help people and and make a difference so i'm going i'm i want to be embedded in that community i you know i think back to the and and mark victor hansen talks talks about um the nightingale conant i I don't dear did you ever like subscribe to the what was it? The, the cassette tapes they would send out once sure, a course. month with yeah, Jim absolutely. Rohn and, or I, I don't know if it was Jim, but there was a lot, but like well, you all guys guys, yeah. all those guys, right. That was you guys lot. are doing some very similar things where you're, you're constantly trying to help people get to the next level. We're, we're going, reaching out in so many different ways.
1: Yeah. It, it, just making sure we are there as people, are looking for help, right? Wherever they're looking, we're there. And you know, we just launched, you probably didn't even know this, we just launched our new franchise for um, co-work space, which is gonna be a retail co-work space, which I'm so excited about because I can't believe we're gonna see Success's name all over the streets. Wow. We've got co-work, coaching and coffee. The Success Cafe is gonna be in each one of them. So you and I aren't gonna meet at Starbucks anymore. You and I are meeting at uh, Success Cafe.
0: I hate Starbucks coffee.
1: Too. Ah, well, you're gonna love ours because it's success <laughs> Cat coffee. You're gonna love ours. And it, yeah. it, it, so much fun stuff coming. So I just feel like I'm I'm a kid in a candy store and was just wow. so fortunate to get dropped in on this stuff. And if I get to so play with are them- you
0: franchising that? Like your yeah. franchise yeah. the co yeah. workspace?
1: Yeah really our co-work guy our co-work guy just told me the other day he said we have never had a, a, a franchise that we've launched that has had as much interest as this one i'm like i know because it's freaking brilliant i didn't think of it but i'm just saying it's freaking brilliant it's it's really going to be spectacular so uh brandy yeah that's amazing i love brandy
0: yeah hey girl yeah see, brandy said we need we need one in dallas we, we need, need one in, in columbus ohio well, bring it guys It's a franchise. Tell me who wants
1: one. I'll take one. I'll take one. I want one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Oprah show. You get a franchise. You get a franchise.
1: <laughs> Ken, you so are welcome. a kick, man. I, can, I can't I can wait till we have the other 99 shows or maybe it's a hundred more, but anyway, whatever it is, yeah.
0: somewhere near a We 100. need to do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what would be fun is to get you, me and Kyle and maybe even Mark. Mark on all together. That'd yeah. be fun. Mark Throw and Christopher in there too just to Oh my stir god up trouble. What, a,
1: what a hoot that would be right <laughs> oh no, well if you can handle it we we would definitely like to do that uh oh, Mark and Crystal were on a podcast with us last year and we had a chance to see them and as you said you know we had dinner with them in Phoenix during the pandemic but um uh, Mark you know Mark is a, a great story too anyway we, we could go on for hours I, I was supposed to be on another live training uh, 10 minutes ago oh geez. no that's right they they
0: We've got covered, but I. I,
1: Oh, okay. They're wondering, like you just didn't show up for your
0: show. (laughs) All right, let's end this. Don Hobbs, you sir are a rock star. Thank you. I'm going to end this. Stay with me for one more minute, though, while I while I wrap this up. Can you do that? I can. Sure,
1: of course. And thank you, everybody. Thanks, uh, Ken, for even bringing me to the party. Just happy to be
0: here. Hope that today made a made a difference for somebody in their life hope i'm sure that it did so thank you thank you to everybody who watched if you did not share this out yet you need to redeem yourself right now and share it out so thank you guys appreciate all of you don thank you so much thanks buddy